0: Do you wish that all things wealth and finance were much easier to understand and not presented by a bunch of beige cardigan-wearing geeks? Welcome to the Clever Investor Podcast, where we're dishing up the easiest-to-understand finance program served in bite-sized chunks, so your brain will thank you as your knowledge grows. Hosted by the brilliant... Owen Taylor, a multiple award-winning expert with a glorious knack for explaining the complex world of wealth in the simplest
1: of ways. Hey Clever Investors and welcome to another show. Today we're going to look at what we refer to as the gap. And the gap is basically the pathway that you're on if you do nothing and where you'd actually like to be. Now putting it simple, most Australians are not going to retire on anywhere enough money to sustain themselves during this long trek that we refer to as retirement. What they need compared to what they have is the gap and it's big and it's getting bigger all the time. There are two things that we do with our money as grown-ups. You're either living in it or you're living on it. Now, your home is money where we live in, and everything else is money that is there to be lived on. Most Australians' household wealth is lived in. So when we ask about their highest financial goals, most people will say something related to financial freedom and financial independence. Said another way, we aspire to someday have the ability to stop work and maintain our lifestyles. In general terms, it's described as retirement, but it's a higher level concept than that. When you break this down, what we are really saying is we would like to create a world for ourselves where we've got sufficient income to sustain ourselves. Now, where does our income come from? Well, for most people, it comes from only one of two sources, either from our work where we literally trade our time for money or it's coming from capital that we have accumulated over the years that is invested and it generates us an income. There really isn't a third source unless, of course, we think about a government pension. Now, unfortunately, most Australian households do not have enough money to live on. And most are not doing enough to build up their live-on money to a sufficient point that will allow them to comfortably retire and have this financial independence. So how much do we need? Let's examine this. So let's start off with the basic maths. An Australian couple who qualify for the full age pension now will be paid about $46,000 a year from the government. Now, if you know any full age pensioners, you'll also know that living at that level of income in Australia is quite tight. And every penny is certainly accounted for and it can be uncomfortable and it's at a time in your life where you actually want to have the freedom to do things that people are having to uh, probably examining their finances harder than ever before now we're told that for the average couple to retire comfortably it's accepted that there's going to be or there is a required income of about $60 to $80,000 each year and this is what's referred to as the comfort range it is certainly not lavish but it's enough to suffice Give them the creature comforts that they would like uh, with a little bit of maybe eating out, some movies, gifts for the grandkiddies, and maybe a holiday or two. Remember that typically in retirement your mortgage should be paid off and, or your debts are gone. And your kids have also left home, flown away and you're paying very little tax. So $70,000 would go a long way, certainly further than when you were working full-time, paying tax and you got debts and kids and everything. Now, there are many formulas that have been bandied around over the years to calculate how much capital we actually need when we retire. But I think the easiest one is times 20. This is a formula to aspire to, as it will provide a pot of money that should last at least some 30 plus years. And it's going to build in sufficient sort of buffer in order to survive the inevitable tough investment years. So $70,000, if we use that as sort of the an average income, if we multiply that by 20, this is going to give us a figure of $1.4 million. So that's really the, the net asset base that we would ideally aspire to. Now an average 65-year-old Australian couple is going to have about 355000 in super when they retire. So that means the gap, the difference between the 1.4 mil that we need in net assets and the amount that we actually got in super when we retire, there's a gap and there's approximately a million dollar gap. Now after Japan and Switzerland, Australia still has the third highest life expectancy in the world with a national average of 82 years. Now this is part of our problem. We're actually living longer, we're living healthier and we're living more active than we ever have before. Not having enough in the kitty to last this journey into retirement is a big and ever-increasing problem. Life expectancy is an average, which means half of the population will live longer than 82 years. So planning for this target in the 80s or even into the 90s is entirely reasonable. If you've retired in your mid-60s, you've actually got to plan for the next 30 years of survival. Now, in 1908, when the age pension was first introduced to Australia... The life expectancy of a newborn Australian boy was 55 years of age and the pension didn't kick in until you were 65 years of age. The original design and intent of the pension was to support a very small number of the population who just so happened to live well beyond normal life expectancy of 55 years old. Now, if we jump forward to the beginning of the 1970s and life expectancy of that same newborn boy has now increased to about 70 years old. Australia today has the third highest life expectancy in the world, as I mentioned before, just behind Japan and Switzerland, with the average national life expectancy of 82 years. So that's about 80 for men and about 84 years for women. As you get older, your life expectancy increases a bit. So a 65-year-old man would actually have a life expectancy of about 85 years. Now, it wasn't always like this. Life expectancy has shifted dramatically in a relatively short period of time. Life expectancy is an average of a very large sample of people. Being an average, only 4% of the people will actually pass away at the ages I mentioned before. So, for those of you that have done some stats before, this is what we refer to as like the bell curve. So, if we got a thousand Australian men aged 65 years old today, their life expectancy would be 85 years. That means that only 40 will pass away at 85 and the rest would pass away evenly before and after 85 years of age. So let's have a look at a sample of just one of these people and we'll call him John. Now, John is a healthy 65-year-old Australian who generally looks after himself. If he was planning his retirement it's entirely reasonable that he would plan for an additional 10 years beyond average life expectancy. Considering his health, let's say that's 95. That's a 30-year journey in retirement that no one in Australia has historically actually had to plan for. Now John's married to Mary and Mary is not only a healthy Australian woman who eats well, sleeps well, drinks those goddamn awful green drinks, um, but she also has low blood pressure and low cholesterol. But she's also got some great genetics and on top of her existing healthy lifestyle, her parents and grandparents well lived well beyond their life expectancies of the time. Now, although strictly she's not superwoman, she is in great shape and she's got some good genes. This makes Mary's current life expectancy around about 105 years. This doesn't mean that all women are going to live to 105, but it does mean there is a large part of the Australian population, mainly the women, that have both health and genes on their side And will easily live beyond 100. Funding a retirement of this length is the greatest challenge of our time. The reality is there are only two ways to bridge that gap. You either must save it or you're going to grow the money. Now saving that money, well that's actually code for superannuation. And super, as we know, is compulsory, which is a great thing and it's part of the solution. But for most people, as I mentioned before, it's just not enough. It can't be the primary solution. The only other way is to bridge the gap. It's to start some growth, to leverage from what you have, to buy something that grows in value over time and creates equity for us. There are only two things that you can borrow to buy shares or property. Investing in shares is a tougher road to take that the average person, the average Australian is just not comfortable with. There's so many more things that you need to know about. So risk over reward leaves you with property. On the next edition of the Clever Investor podcast, I'm going to take you through the scenarios around saving or growing. I'll see you next week on the Clever Investor Podcast.
0: You have been listening to the Clever Investor Podcast, proudly sponsored this week by Blue Wealth Property. Are you ready to start a new investment journey? Get in touch with the industry leaders. Blue Wealth Property. Blue Wealth have a proven track record in using research to identify growth markets, And Blue Wealth have supported thousands of Australians to buy the right property in the right market at the right time. Go to bluewealth.com.au.